This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello. Hey. Sorry, I've, I've literally spent the last 20 seconds saying hello to myself there and realized I was on mute. <laughs> uh, how, how was the coffee? Did you survive whatever the Germans gave you? Oh, I've survived. Horrendous stuff. I don't know what it... Look, obviously, Germany can do decent coffee. There are good coffee shops in Germany, but the standard for the minimum effort required is very low. That's all. <laughs> wait wait till you uh, come to Canada and try Tim Hortons. Um, oh, we have Tim Hortons European. in Glasgow. It's terrible as well. Oh, it's gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember one time I went skiing in the Rockies with a buddy of mine, and he's a pilot, and um, and I he he drinks Tim Hortons all the time, but like with lots of milk and sugar, right? Lots of cream and sugar. That's the, apparently the only way you can drink the stuff. And um, yeah, and I ordered like I drink all my coffee black, and I ordered like a black special coffee that they had at the time, and he just gave me this look, and I, as I was drinking it, it like. I must have had the most disgust that he's ever seen on any person's face. And I stuck <laughs> the coffee cup and straight into, into a garbage bag. Um, yeah, and he's like, he said to me, the moment you ordered that, I knew you were making a mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I'm used to brew my own coffee at home, so I've kind of got into a fair rhythm with it. <clears throat> so, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Germany's amazing at everything, except coffee. It's just, it's just a very weird thing for me. But hey, that's not why people are here. This episode of the Gegenpressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join us. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. No, that's not. They're not here for the coffee. I'm just waiting for um, this to fill up because they obviously, um, usually we would just record a show, uh, do our normal podcast. But um, we learned today that the way we usually record doesn't work on your iPad. So we're just going to do it this way instead. And I mean, why not, right? We haven't done a Twitter space in a while and... 
Um, that way we can we can download it later and publish it the, the usual way, but maybe have some interaction going first after we did our um, our Bundesliga prediction, our preview. And let's be honest here, like this week is going to be all about the Classica, right? I mean, um, anything is going to dwarf that game in Munich. And you are Munich um, for the game. I am. For Transfermarkt. Um, really, really curious about how it's all going to go. And um, yeah, say hello to my my home. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, even though I do think, Stefan, that's before we even going to talk about, I think that the German Championship will be decided on Saturday. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't think that's a huge hot take. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, I completely agree. I, I was just at Bayern there, and I think they're all very hopeful of that because if not, they'll probably have to win it in Mainz next weekend, which won't be nearly as much fun because, you know, it, as they said, if they win it on Saturday, they can have the full celebrations, they can have the open top bus, and, and you know, Marianne Platz will be full of fans. Um, mm. while if they win it in Mainz next week, it will be a case of picking up a trophy saying thanks very much and hopping back on a on a bus, which isn't really much fun. No, I, no, not really. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this. I have some, some thoughts on the German championship and how it's going to decide it and why it actually is going to be meaningful this time around, or why, whereas in previous years it maybe hasn't been. Um, but we'll get on into all of that in a moment. Should we race through the other fixtures? Yes, we should. And I was thinking we should start right away with the Friday game. Um, so, like Wolfsburg against Mainz, you already mentioned Mainz there. That's the that's that kicks off the weekend. Um, a little bit of a dead rubber, <laughs> and that's why I have it down as a one-one. Okay, so I'm going for two-one Mainz, uh, two-one Wolfsburg. Simply because Mainz are terrible on the road. We talk about this every week. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I'd love to sit Bose Fenson down and ask him what the hell happens on those buses on their away games. Do they all just get drunk or something? Because they might as well be. Because they have the second worst away record in the league. Great to to the only team that's yeah. worse than them. Which maybe, you know, uh, in the second half of the season may, long, may no longer be the case. But... Yeah, I've gone for 2-1 Wolfsburg here because I just can never bet on Mainz picking up points on the road. Yeah, that's smart. Um, that was my other tip, but I figure we have a little bit of a diversity, so that's that's good. Um, the next game that I have, and like again, I always just go to the Bundesliga.com app or the Transfermarkt page and just use the order that they have there, and it's just the next game that was listed in that order. And that's Leipzig, Leipzig against Union <clears throat> again. Um, what did you make of yesterday's semi-final? Yeah, it was a great game. Uh, I actually didn't catch most of it because I was literally landing in Munich as it was playing out. Or once I checked in and had some dinner, I, I'd missed most of the game, unfortunately. Um, but from what I could see, it was a really spirited performance from Union. But Leipzig just, over the course of the match, just kind of turned a screw and were able to just kind of go on and, you know, win the game. And... I can't really foresee a huge turnaround happening this weekend. I think Union probably put all their efforts into winning this match. So I've gone for a pretty straightforward 2-0 win for Leipzig here because there's just no one that seems capable of beating them right now. And as we saw against Union, where you had uh, you know, 
Forsberg and Kunku both looking fantastic. Andre Silva's an odd one. I think he's actually bizarrely out of form at the moment, even though he's starting up front for Leipzig every week. Uh, but he's, mm-hmm. And he missed a really obvious chance in the match as well before scoring from the penalty spot. Um, but Leipzig just have too much going for them right now, so I've gone for 2-0 for them. I've gone for 3-1 um, for many of the same reasons that you've said, but I just feel that Union will sneak one in. I'm, I thought that Leipzig were extremely efficient and watching the game, when they made it, even before they made it 1-1, I was thinking to myself, they're going to win this because it was so dominant. Um, it was the sort of power play that you only see from, or used to see from Bayern Munich, right? Um, under Hansi Flick, maybe. And it was just, yeah, it was inevitable that they would win this game. And I think it's they're going to win this one even more convincingly simply because, you know, um, I, I think they may have broken Union a little bit and also because, you know, it isn't uh, Dave Depokar's semi-final. It's just a little bit of a different beast. But interesting that those games are back-to-back. It's interesting how that sometimes happens. You know, a draw will throw up um, a game that's exactly the same because it's again in Leipzig, again between the same two teams that literally met each other on Wednesday. Um, so I think that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Uh, next up is Frankfurt against Hoffenheim. And without a midweek fixture and the way Hoffenheim play, I think this is actually a game that will suit Frankfurt. And I think they're going to win this 2-0. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to win this game. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think... I think it's going to be a terrible nil-nil draw, uh, only because both of these teams look absolutely exhausted. Um, you know, Frankfurt have put all their eggs in one basket, and, and that basket is the Europa League. They're doing very well in that. Tactically, they're suited to the Europa League because they can sit back, they can counter-attack, and teams tend to throw everything at them because they maybe don't have a reputation of being a big club in Europe uh, to these teams, as we saw against Barcelona. Um, but Domestically, they've been absolutely horrendous. Um, they've dropped right down mid-table. But so have Hoffenheim. You know, I kind of mentioned this in the pod a few weeks ago when after they got that draw against uh, Bayern, that we've seen this a number of times this season where a team get everything, they get all their ducks in a row, they get the tactics spot on, and they really frustrate Bayern Munich, and they get a win or they get a draw, and then for the next three or four weeks, they're just exhausted. Um yeah. Most notably, it happened with Freiburg midway through the season. Uh, and it's happened here as well for Hoffenheim. I think they've picked up one point in four games since they played, since they drew with Bayern. So both teams are, they just look dead on arrival in the Bundesliga right now. I think, Frank, I think Frankfurt are averaging one goal a game. I think Hoffenheim are averaging 0.9 goals a game right now over the last 10 match days. So I don't think either team are even going to score in this match. So I've gone for a nil-nil draw. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, I just feel that Frankfurt, with the speed they have, they could hurt Hoffenheim. Um, but we'll see. I mean, um, I, I have a hard time disagreeing um, with this as well. You know, it's one of those things where I can see either outcome. Um, up next is Freiburg against Gladbach. And you just mentioned Freiburg there, Stefan. Um, first German Cup final for them. Midweek, they beat HSV. I, I thought, you know, um, it was 
very impressive the way Frankfurt Freiburg dispatched of HSV. Um, you know, you could definitely tell the difference between a second mid middling second division side and um, you know a team that is still competing for a Champions League spot. Um, you know, really pushing. Now Bayer Leverkusen, uh, no longer Leipzig, but now Bayer Leverkusen for that fourth spot. And I think they're going to win this game. Um, and I think it's going to be a convincing win for them, Stefan. It's going to be 3-0. Yeah, I'm actually inclined to agree. I think it'd be very um, very tempting to say Freiburg might be tired after that Pokal match. But as you said, it was a very straightforward game. Um, and it just feels like Christian Strike side have so much momentum behind them right now. I don't know who it was that said it. It might have been Christian Gunter or someone who said, um, you know, they're five wins away from a Pokal trophy and the Champions League. And that's basically the truth. You know, they've, they've just they're just coming up to the finish line and I'd be very surprised if they kind of stumbled at this point. Gladbach have looked decent recently. Um, they've been picking up wins, but if you kind of dig into their into their performances, they've been hot and cold, as we saw in the, in the Rhine Derby last week against Cologne. They were horrendous. And the teams they are picking up wins up, or picking up wins against are the likes of Hertha, Bochum, Grotefort. Um, you know, so they're not picking up wins against good mid-table sides or even teams pushing for Europe. They're picking up points against teams who are really struggling. So, you know, I think Gladbach are doing just fine right now, but I don't think they have enough to match Freiburg. So I've gone for a 2-1 win for Freiburg. Yeah. keep. I mean, either way, they will keep pushing. For, for that Champions League spot. Um, up next, Köln against Bielefeld. I struggled with the prediction here. Bielefeld, of course, have fired head coach Kramer, right? Um, they have gotten into a very complicated situation. I was, a, I, I know, I know that it hasn't been good for them um, ever since the Rückrunde start, started, and they have been struggling. But I do actually also think that Kramer is quite a good coach. So I was a, a tiny bit surprised by this because like, I feel like even if Bielefeld go down, isn't this the sort of coach that you want to go back up with? But, you know, I guess when you are in the relegation battle, you have to try anything you can to stay in. Um, and as a result, I do think they will get a little bit of a new coach bounce. But because it's Köln, I don't think it's going to be enough for a win. I went for a 2-2 draw here simply because Köln cannot defend to save their lives. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I kind of think Köln are just going to happily pick up the points here. I really do. I I, I don't think... I, I completely agree with you. I think sacking Kramer at this point in the season seemed a bit pointless. He would have been a handy player to keep, or sorry, a handy head coach to keep if they got relegated. thought he did a really decent job in the second half of the season. It's just that in oh, sorry, the first half of the season, it's just in the second half of the season, a lot of teams have kind of got their act together, most notably Stuttgart, Wolfsburg, uh, you know, and Gladbach, who were there or there around Bielefeld in the first half of the season. So I'm not entirely sure how much you can blame the head coach for that. Um, but I've gone for a 2 0 win for Clone because I think they just, I just think they're in a decent one of form right now. They'll be in good mood after that uh, one over Gladbach last weekend. So yeah, 2 0 for me. Okay, so then up next, um, and I, I'm going to say this right away, I think we're going to do the Classica at the very end, so I'm going to skip over it after this game um, and then go straight to the Sunday games. But before we go to straight to the Sunday games, third against Leverkusen, and here is where I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to say Leverkusen will drop points. I went for a, I went for a 1-1 draw here, which is going to make things 
very interesting in the top four because that would mean that Freiburg will skip over Leverkusen into fourth place. A um, little bit selfish here too because I, I like I've been contemplating this throughout the last couple of weeks because I will be in Germany for match day 34, right? And which game to pick. And I am firmly now focused in on going to Leverkusen against Freiburg because I think it's going to be a final, Stefan. And I think Freiburg will make it very interesting this match day. Um, I know this is a controversial one because like, obviously it's third, but I, I don't know. I just have a feeling here that Leverkusen could drop points. It would be very Leverkusen of Leverkusen to drop points at this point of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they've already had... I mean, let's be honest here. Like Leverkusen's season finished, what, four or five years ago? Four or five weeks ago, rather, uh, <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they picked up some really serious injuries to, uh, you know, the likes of Frimpong, Florian Burtz, Patrick Schick was already out. So they have struggled. Uh, they've only picked up two wins in the last six games, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, that game against... Leipzig last weekend, I actually thought they looked decent in quite a lot of that match. Uh, and I think they actually could have went on and actually picked up some points if they'd actually converted their chances. So I look at this Leverkusen team and I think, yeah, they're out of form. Yeah, they're missing some players. But A, the players who are stepping in, the likes of Paulinho, Lucas Alario, they're still really good players. Uh, and B, they were creating enough chances against Leipzig to make me think, Okay, they're still kind of they're at least still going through the motions of creating chances. So I think Greutherford would be a perfect palate cleanser, if you will, for Leverkusen in the sense that they'll finally play a team who can't defend to save for them to defend to, to save their lives, uh, and Leverkusen will be able to like really exercise some demons there. Sorry for throwing so many similes and metaphors in there, but <laughs> I think it's I think it's going to be a two 0 win for Leverkusen. Okay, we'll see. Um, then we go into relegation on Sunday. Um, don't worry, we're still going to do the classic, which is going to do it last. Um, Bochum against Augsburg. Um, I went for a 2-1 win for Bochum here. Um, I just sense that Bochum, you know, with a win there, they're essentially safe. And I think they mm. just want to get the business done and stay stay in the league. So I I went in for two on win. Uh, I think Bochum are going to secure the spot in the Bundesliga. Um, yeah, what what's your take on this? So this I think this is actually probably one of the hardest games of the weekend to predict yep. um, because, as you said, there are two teams who are really pushing for, um, well, pushing for survival more than anything else. If you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, this has got an Augsburg win written all over it. You know, I've been really impressed with how they've turned things around this season. Uh, I watched them against Bayern Munich. I thought they were tremendous. Um, and it just felt like they'd really kind of got things ticking and, and, and just the, the whole machine just seems to be in place and ticking over, really. Um, but they have now picked up two two defeats on the on, on the on the, uh, on the on the sly. On the slight in a row, I can't speak too much sun in this in Munich today. Um, but uh, and of course, Bochum are quite good at home, so I'm going to be really boring and say a 1 1 draw here. No, fair enough. Uh, the final one this is a, not a huge one actually. Um, I think on any other not classic um, weekend, I would actually maybe pick that as my game to watch. Uh, Hertha Berlin against Stuttgart. Um, 
Berlin or Hertha rather, because like we have to be careful who to name the Berlin club now. I think um, with twenty nine points, Stuttgart with twenty eight, fifteenth and sixteenth. Um, I went with a Stuttgart win here, two 0 They're going to jump back on top of Hertha, um, but this is a six pointer. I mean, this is going to be a relegation dogfight, Stefan. This is going to be a really, really interesting match. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure how to call this one, to be perfectly honest with you, because Stuttgart, a bit like Augsburg, looked like they turned a corner, but they picked, obviously, they're now having one in three games. Uh, and Hertha, under Felix Bagat, are just basically impossible to predict at the moment. Um, so I've actually gone for a 2-2 draw in this game. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic fun. It's going to be hugely entertaining. Uh, for the neutrals, but I just don't think it, either side are going to get what they want from this match because a draw just doesn't suit either of them at all. But maybe it suits Hertha because Stuttgart don't jump over them. But uh, yeah, I've gone for two two in this match. All right. Um, so no, no six pointer for anyone. Um, keeping the relegation fight close. So yes, um, we race. I've got. I've got splinters in my ass from sitting on the fence for for, for both of those games. <laughs> yeah, I've been a bit more decisive. Um, but that's fine. I mean, you know, in the end of the day, one of us will be wrong, and that's that's also okay. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we get, we'll go, we'll have those, um, those, we'll have this pot up later, right, as well, and um, have our predictions on uh, get German football news as well. So um, you're going to find it all there. And if you missed some of the show, I, I think I, it's all going to be posted on, on the regular channel. Um, but it's okay to be, to be on the fence and be wrong. I mean, one of us will be, and that's, that's just A-OK. Um, Stefan, the Klassiker. Um, I think, you know, A, we have to maybe also point out that this is a very wrong term for this game. Um, the Klassiker was always Bayern against Gladbach and has been for many years. And I also think that for this to be actually a proper Klassiker, maybe the team that is quote-unquote supposed to challenge Bayern Munich should be winning one or, few, one or two of those games um, to be a proper Klassiker. But I guess the marketing department but Bundesliga, the DFL has decided that this is the term that they're going to use for it. So we're just going to roll with it under protest. I think. Um, and I think in typical classical fashion, Bayern are going to win this game and they're going to lift the championship and they're actually going to really properly celebrate it because in the last two years on the COVID, they weren't able to. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I honestly can't see beyond the Bayern win for this game. Um, it's really interesting you say about the Klasker. My kind of newsletter this week was kind of on that topic about saying how, well... If this if this com- if this uh, tag is meant to be used when the two best teams in Germany play each other, then I'm not really sure it's befitting of either club at the minute because neither Bayern or Dortmund um, are at the very best that they can offer. Um, you know, just seeing Bayern crash out of the Champions League, Dortmund have kind of crashed out of every tournament they were in back in February, um, and they're now making a real mess of finishing second as well, in my opinion, although they looked decent against Wolfsburg last weekend. Um, but, you know, I think there'll be goals in this game. 
I don't think either team can really defend particularly well. I think Robert Lewandowski looked back to his best last weekend for Bayern. Even though he didn't score, he, did, he looked sharp in the box. Uh, and Erling Haaland is kind of getting back to his best as well. He got two goals. I'm not sure. I didn't think he was quite 100% last weekend against Wolfsburg, but he still looked something close to what he should be, uh, which is still a terrific player. So I, I don't think either team is going to struggle to score goals, but um, you know, Marco Rosa was speaking today. He said Axel Witzel's out with an illness, and he also said Gregor Kobel is out. And you know, I think Kobel's possibly been Dortmund's best player this season. Um, he saves them points every single week. Uh, he's easily been the most consistent player on that team as well. So for him to miss out was a huge blow. And yeah, I, I've got a three-one win here for Bayern. That's how convincing I think it probably will be. Um, and that's really no testament to how good Bayern Munich are right now. It's probably just the fact that Dortmund aren't very good themselves. Uh, and I think both teams will not struggle to score goals. This is funny that you're saying that. So I was going to go with 3-1. And then at the last minute, I put a 2 for Dortmund rather than a 1. Um, so my <laughs> prediction is 3-2. But I was actually pretty close to going for a 3-1 for Bayern as well. Um, I just, you know, it, I think that Dortmund are actually going to score first and maybe even second and then do what they always do um, <laughs> and just collapse. But then again, I also just saw that list of in, of players that are out for this game and it's nine, right? It's Krieger Kobel, Axel Witzel, Mats Hummels, Daniel Marlen, Mahmoud Dahoud, Thomas Meunier, Torgen Hazard, Giovanni Reiner, which we knew, and Stefan Tigges. That's a long list of players to be out for mm. your team, right? And I mean... Wow, that's that's tough. That's really tough, especially Kobel. Um, I'm not sure you can compensate that. Exactly. Um, so it, it's it's just it's just something I just can't really see beyond Bayern winning. It's you know we'd obviously like to talk about this big this game as being a great clash between two side two great sides, but I actually really think both Bayern and Dortmund are probably going to end the season licking their wounds and kind of limping over the finish line. Bayern will do so with a Bundesliga title in their hands, so they'll be able to pat themselves in the back to some extent. But um, I, I don't think anyone at Bayern Munich is going to chalk this season up as a success by any great means. Um, I think Nagelsmann personally really wants that first trophy. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he'll obviously be doing what he can uh, to make sure that they get themselves over the line. But I, I'm just... I'm I'm just not convinced that either of these teams are at their best at the moment, um, especially Dortmund. And we've kind of talked about this on the podcast earlier in the week, actually, about the troubles that Dortmunds have yeah. and what they're, what lengths are going to now to try and fix things this next season. So, you know, I think Dortmund fans can just maybe draw a line under this season and uh, get on with the summer plans. I'd be, you know, all credit to the ones who show up at the Allianz Arena. I'm sure there will be plenty of them on Saturday. Uh, but I, I can't see anything except for Thomas Muller lifting the Bundesliga title aloft a loud and rambunctious Marianne Plants um, while Julian Nagelsmann gets drowned in polliner. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, actually, at the club today, I was I was speaking to someone at the club and I said, uh, you know, uh, you know, I was saying, oh, I fully expected to be celebrations and uh, a very crowded hot brow house. And then they went, ah, 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 that's the wrong beer. We will not be there. <laughs> <laughs> Have to stick to the sponsors, which are, of course, Polliner. I was like, ah, oh, of course, of course, sorry. 
as yeah. and I kid you not, I'm pretty sure they were filming a Volkswagen advert behind me as I was talking to them. Uh, cough, cough, Audi. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that, but it, 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 was a, it was a Volkswagen car they were filming, so who knows what that was about. Maybe Wolfsburger. Oh. Maybe Wolfsburger <laughs> at the club. I mean, in fairness, Volkswagen does own uh, uh, Audi as well. So um, maybe you have some breaking news that uh, the Volkswagen is going to take over the sponsorship <laughs> from Audi next year. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just curious. Like, there is some storylines that I am curious about. Um, you know, Julian Nagelsmann said today in the, the press conference, for example, that uh, Niklas Süle is a candidate for the starting starting lineup and and of course he is headed to Dortmund. The last time we did the Twitter space um actually was because when Sule went to Dortmund um decided to sign there, right? Um and so I think it is an interesting one to watch him. And I think the interesting thing about both those teams is not what's going to what's happening on the field on Saturday because even if Bayern do not secure the title, and again, I'm, I'm pretty sure they will, um, it's really just become a story of what they will be doing in the summer. And I saw a tweet today and it was quite pointed at Dortmund. And it said like, oh, Dortmund will once again win the transfer championship. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it's true. Like every year we say like, oh, look how great Dortmund, how great their business has been and how wonderful all these players are that they brought in. Um, just for them to finish second again. And, I mean, at Bayern Munich, there seems to be this real confusion about what sort of club they want to be, whether they mm. want to continue to keep all these guys and actually make a push. Or, I mean, there is a, there's a really good chance that they're going to lose another key players for their, from their latest Champions League success in Lewandowski and Knabry in the summer, right? And, is this a mm. paradigm shift for them too in terms of will they become a seller's club, like a Bayern, a Borussia Dortmund plus, so to say. Um, and I think there is, these headlines kind of dominate of what's going on on the field. And, and as a result, I kind of look at the Bundesliga as like, okay, one, two, done. It really is just only interesting for the 16 remaining spots. And well, maybe only 15 because Fürth are pretty much um, relegated. But still, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it just seems like so much about this classica isn't really about what's going on on the field. It's, the storylines seem to be all off the field. Is that sort of the impression that you're getting as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a number of reasons for that. I think Bayern as a club have always defined themselves by what they do in European football. Winning the Bundesliga is the bog standard minimum requirement for any head coach at the club. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see, like, the reaction to them winning the title this weekend, assuming they do it, um, because there'll be celebrations, they'll get all the pictures, you know, Nagelsmann will have the beer shower, everyone will have a laugh, but it'll be interesting to see how long that feel-good factor lasts, because I doubt it will be very long. Um, mm. You know, I think the club are preparing for a very busy summer transfer window. I think they know they have to. Um, you know, there's a number of positions in that in that team that need huge amount of investment and there could be big players obviously moving on as well. I think there's just a real sense that things have to change because not only has the club had to deal with the transition of a new head coach, but they're basically having to deal with the transition of a new CEO and Sally Hamovic, who's been there for some time now, but he's still learning the ropes as the sporting director or technical director, whatever you want to call him. So 
you basically got three guys there who are having to replace three giants of German football. You know, you got you can go whether it's you know Uli Hoeneß, whether it's Karl Heinz Rummenigge, uh, or of course the number of head coaches that Bayern have had in the sense of Hansi Flick, um, you know Pep Guardiola to an extent maybe. Um, you know, so they've, so they've had head coaches very recently who've won the Champions League. Um, Heinkers, that's how I was thinking of Jupp Heinkers is probably the better example there, as well as mm. Hansi Flick. Um, so the standard has been set very high. And I just don't think anyone at Bayern Munich is going to rest easily because they won the Bundesliga. I think they know that the fans demand a lot more from them. Um, and Borussia Dortmund's a similar story as well. Uh, the fans are very upset about what's going on there. I think the whole Erling Haaland sideshow has is really interesting looking at the way that he his kind of reputation among the fans I think has probably changed this season where he's gone from being this kind of the way I put it in my newsletter is like the prince of the yellow wall and you know how he could do no wrong to now we got to this point where most fans would probably be happy to see the back of him because yeah. of injuries because of this constant transfer speculation and it's not just transfer speculation in the sense of the way it was with Jaden Sancho. It's it's this this it's obscene amount of money that has been branded about, and the obscene amount of money that his father and his agent are demanding is, you, you, they've they've clearly overstepped the line in the sense that ordinary football fans really recoil from that uh, that, that 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 scale of greed, um, and it, and it's obviously now reflecting poorly on him. Um, so you know I think Dortmund fans will be more than happy the day that Dortmund announced that he'll be moving on. Um, which is a shame because he's a very good player, a very talented player. Um, but it means that they can rebuild as well. So I yeah. think we're going to have very busy transfer windows for both clubs. And I think both clubs are just desperate to get on with it, really. Yeah, I think this classica, to maybe put a headline on it, is is one of inconvenience. <laughs> I don't think I don't think either side is really desperate to play this fixture. You know, it doesn't have any shine. There's no, no magic to it. Like it's just a game on the schedule. Hmm. You know, before we wrap this up, it's maybe worth pointing out that we've just spent the whole time talking about how Bayern are going to win this game, and it's worth bearing in mind that Dortmund could actually win this game <laughs> because, like, as, as, as much as Bayern have kind of got their heads screwed on and kind of picked up a few decent results. There's absolutely nothing about this team over the last what two or three months that suggests to me that they know how to go on and beat a good team. You know, uh, we've seen that in the Champions League, we've seen it against decent clubs in in, in Germany, um, even seen it against, for example, Salzburg over two legs. There's this Bayern team buckle quite easily um, if things aren't going their way. And although Dortmund will have a huge amount of injuries and they'll be playing probably quite a few youngsters. And a backup goalkeeper, and maybe Erling Haaland won't be 100% fit. If they can kind of land the first punch, it'll be interesting to see how Bayern respond. Because there's nothing about the season that really makes me think this Bayern team have the kind of steel of determination to go out there and get the job done when it really needs to be done. Yeah, it would be the most Dortmund thing ever to win a Klassiker that matters nothing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm being harsh. Like, maybe I'm just like, shaded by the years and years and years of Bayern Munich winning title after title after title after title and I'm just hoping and praying that there's actually going to be a proper challenge next year and I, I do think there might be um, I think I have high hopes in what Leipzig is, is doing at the moment um, 
but like this game is just not getting me going the same way it used to. You know, you know what I mean. So um, yeah, we'll Absolutely. see. Oh yeah, there, there will be a, there will be a title challenge next year, but it will be coming from the newly crowned German Cup and Europa League champions RB Leipzig. <laughs> There's a prediction. All right. Well, on that note, as always, the show is brought to you by Bet Online. Um, we really appreciate all you guys listening. Um, I know a little bit of a different format, um, and yeah, next time we'll do a bit more of an interactive show too. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back next week with the post-game analysis, I guess, um, and see all the fallout. And I'm Stefan. Enjoy Munich. Enjoy the game. Um, once again, really, really looking forward to what you come, what you want, you're gonna get away with from this game. And of course, you there for Transfermarkt as well. Um, once again, for those who haven't haven't listened to our other show yet, welcome again to Transfermarkt. And yeah, until next week, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.